From the Inferno Blazer Sports Show, we bring you this edition of the Extra Ember with your host, Chris Mercer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Extra Ember. I am your host, Chris Mercer. I am flying solo this week, wanting to give you all a little bit of a preview going into next few weeks of Blazer football, discuss a little bit of the NFL and a bit of the NBA, um, this extra ember, some things that we missed in the last episode and some things that are coming up for us on the show when we reconvene within the next week. Um, but a lot has changed over the last several weeks, and especially with our Valasa State football Blazers and the playoff picture coming in the GSC. Now, the GSC this year, um, when we were talking last time, West Florida hadn't lost yet. Delta State was unbeaten. West uh, Georgia had only one loss on the year. Uh, the, you know, that was where we were sitting at right now and having to potentially run a gauntlet to have a chance of winning the conference. Well, in the weeks following over the lot, you know, big development was, of course, West Florida not only having two losses, not only losing in the last two weeks since we last reconvened, but also West Georgia losing in the last couple of weeks. Um, and Delta State is still unbeaten with our Blazers currently sitting at 6-1, and one, the second-best record in the GSC, of course, behind Delta State. Uh, currently, the Blazers would be in line for a home playoff date, which is particularly wonderful, and you would love to get an opportunity to host a playoff game at uh, Baysmore Heider Stadium, which would be phenomenal. But for the Blazers, their schedule coming off of their win last week at Mississippi College, which they won 21-10. to 10. Um, They have shorter coming up, the Hawks, for homecoming weekend. And then two straight road games truly testing themselves into the fire against West Florida and, of course, West Alabama with the red clay rivalry of West Georgia to wrap up the year and on senior night on November the 11th. Um, Blazers, still a high-scoring offense, took a bit of a dip offensively, 21 points in this game, but defensively for the Blazers was the big improvement um, against Mississippi College. I am um, excited not only for what our Blazers can do in these next few weeks to build on their impressive season thus far uh, for head coach Tremaine Jackson. He's got the six wins on the year, which is more than his win total in his first season at the helm. Um, he has been uh, doing a job better than a job than he was last year. He has been absolutely what the Blazers have needed this season has been a year truly of shutting up all the doubters and saying, you know, has VSU taken a step back? And he has truly, truly has turned around this program and has gotten them back to contendership like many things, you know, many uh, people were expecting him to be. Um, offensively for the Blazers, they're still second in the GSC in terms of points scored and points per game average around 36.9. Um, they are, of course, just behind Delta State in that matter. Um, the Blazers do do very much so have a tall task ahead because West Florida is on the road, and so is West Alabama. West Alabama, as I am pulling up my notes here, they have 
Um, they've had a particularly rough year in terms of offensively with the football, but they do hang themselves well with a win over West Florida and a win um, coming very much so and helping the Blazers get themselves back and still in contention for the GSC. Um, as far as the schedule coming up, you'll have Delta State taking on West Florida coming up this Saturday as well. We already mentioned Shorter versus Valdosta State. We'll see Chowan take on Mississippi College, North Greenville taking on West Georgia. That game begins at 6 p.m. Eastern, the West uh, Georgia uh, West Georgia game. And then Chowan and Mississippi College will take off at 6 p.m. Central time, around 7 o'clock Eastern. So for the Blazers, this is a good opportunity, a great opportunity to be able to not only get yourselves into the top position, but also a great opportunity to finally host a playoff game back here at Baser Highmore Stadium, which is essentially became tradition. But, you know, to get back to that level would be a great thing. But the biggest issue and the biggest concern is the play of Sammy Edwards. Will he regain that form that he had earlier on in the year? And I felt like after the win against Chowan, it was, you know, it felt like he was coasting a little bit and, you know, he wasn't as particularly accurate with his throws. But Sammy has, I mean, even still has had a terrific season so far and has really picked up the pace from where Sammy Edwards left off. Right now, currently sitting with 15 touchdown passes on a year with seven interceptions. Uh, completion percentage is around 71%. Um, they will need for him to be able to um, continue his hot play, but he's got to be able to lead this Blazer team down the field for him drives and be able to make those long touchdowns as we know he can. And although the running game has been potent this year, it is up to Sammy Edwards to truly drive the point home of the Blazers' offensive prowess. And I am excited to see what they do against Shorter, Shorter coming in on the year. They have had, um, you know, they've had a bit of a rough season. They're currently sitting at three and four on the year. They are one and three in conference play. They are currently, um, certainly second to, excuse me, third to last in the GSC. And they are coming off of a win against Clark Atlanta University last week. Um, in the GSC, they do have a win. Their only win in conference was against Chowan earlier this year. Um, They had lost to Delta State. They got blown out by West Florida. So for the Blazers, you don't want to rely on teams to beat each other in these next couple of weeks if you want to be able to get in. However, for the Blazers, it is a safe bet to be able to um, just play our best, play Valdosta State football, air the ball out, Break some good throws downfield. There's a great chance for this Blazer team to be something better than teams of the past. They can be a championship-level squad. We've seen it. But they must be able to finish the job off well, and they must be able to get done, get things done against these, these schools such as West Florida and West Georgia and West Alabama. Although West Alabama, coming in, they are 3-4. and four. But they stand in the way of a potential home playoff game if they don't take them lightly. As West Florida can attest to, 
but sort of falling to them this past weekend um, again on them 10 to six in a defensive game. So for, for them, they cannot doubt West Alabama and can't discredit West Florida as well. Although that they have had, they have stumbled. They were currently sitting undefeated the last time that we were discussing the game against Delta state a few weeks back. Um, Excuse me, they had one loss on the year against Florida A&M uh, down in Tallahassee. However, their loss against West Alabama does hurt them, considering the fact that they have to play Delta State next week. Um, you know, you could afford some losses, but those were not the teams you wanted to afford losses against. But that game against Delta State is huge, because if they can maybe beat Delta State, it would set up an interesting matchup for them the next week as the Blazers Go down to West Florida, a potential who gets the number two type of situation. But Delta State has been truly on a roll. But it will be an exciting game to see those as well. And I would like to see um, how West Florida does this week here against uh, Delta State and see how they match up against the best team in the GSC. Now, for the Blazers. As we mentioned before, they do have West Florida. We uh, mentioned West Florida. They they on um, Delta State this week. We also get West Georgia, and their next coming schedule looks like this. They get North Greenville uh, this coming Saturday. They have a matchup against Shorter uh, the next week, and that will be a Thursday game. And then Delta State uh, on the fourth, and then of course here in Titletown at seven p.m. Uh, there, there is many implications that this could be the biggest game of the season and the biggest stretch of the season coming right after this game against Shorter. But you cannot doubt Shorter. Beating West Florida last week was absolutely huge for them. It definitely shook some things up. However, the Blazers cannot take them lightly. They absolutely should not, and everything goes to plan here. There's a good chance that we're looking at a home date for the playoffs coming up in late November. So here we are. We are at the near the midway point of this NFL season. A lot to, to be made about certain teams and and where teams stand. But week seven of the NFL, truly excited to see these matchups as several teams look to get themselves at a respectable mark to see where their teams fall, and that sounds hard. Now, let's go ahead and preview some of the matchups coming up here in Week 7 as we're going to make sure that we get some uh, some of our my insight on Week 7's matchups, and there is some doozy of some games coming up in primetime, but before then, we kick things off with Thursday Night Football between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New Orleans Saints from New Orleans. Um, should be a good matchup between Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence, but for T-Law, this should be a good win for them to get themselves 5-2 and two and formally sitting on top of the AFC South. In the 1 o'clock games, you will see the Browns and the Colts. Big news came out earlier um, before my recording today on Wednesday that Anthony Richardson is done for the year with a shoulder injury that he just received a season-ending surgery on. Um, man, oh, man, he was my pick to win uh, NFL Rookie of the Year, especially in the AFC. And Man, that is a rough go-ahead for them, so they're kind of restarting Gardner Minshew in there. 
mostly for the Browns. They're coming off a win against the Niners, but they did not have Deshaun Watson, so maybe they can get him back in the lineup. Uh, also in the 1 o'clock window is the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, what has gone wrong did go wrong for the Patriots so far this year. They have just been lifeless on offense. There hasn't been anything positive about the Patriots at all this year. As this is truly, excuse me, truly one of the worst squads that Bill Belichick has put together for the New England Patriots. And could there be a quarterback change? And I honestly, there should be. We're getting a division matchup uh, coming up in the one o'clock window. The Commanders taking on the Giants. Uh, commanders that came close up against the Bills last week, and that was despite them having Tyrod Taylor at quarterback and no Daniel Jones. Uh, commanders, they have gotten the win over the Falcons last week, 24-16. Uh, Sam Howell hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been the you know best quarterback that they've had in a while. But this should be an interesting matchup that I definitely have the Commanders winning. Uh, Lions versus Ravens is a highly anticipated matchup in the 1 o'clock window. Uh, Ravens, if they want to assume um, one of the position of being the best teams in the AFC, this is a good opportunity to do so against a team in the NFC that has all the momentum in the world. The Lions, who sit at 5-1, and one, but are honestly, honestly a missed call away from being 6-0 and on the year. Uh, right now, the Lions are just truly one of the best teams in football. Many, many have them doing well this season, and they have proven them right so far through the first six weeks. So definitely excited to see these two teams go out at it. And truly, Lamar Jackson needs to have a big game here, as this is one of the biggest games that he need, uh, biggest games that he's played in in the NFL in a while. And this is the type of game to see if Baltimore is truly legit. Uh, in the 1 o'clock window as well, we'll see the Raiders and the Bears. Nothing too descript really in this matchup. Um, we'll see uh, Justin Fields. I know that he is dealing with some nagging injuries, so it's going to be interesting to see who starts that game as well. Uh, the Falcons and Buccaneers, another division matchup that should be really nondescript. Buccaneers should have that one handled. Uh, the Steelers and Rams to kick off the 4 o'clock window. Uh, you know there's going to be a mass exodus of Steeler fans coming through SoFi stadiums, but I definitely think that the Rams should have that one uh, in the bag, especially with uh, Pua Nakua and Cooper Cup having a terrific uh, bounce-back game for him, the latter of which um, that one-two punch of receiving core is looking really good, and I'm definitely hoping that they provide that spark that, the uh, Rams have definitely needed and to sustain that spark truly in the AFC. I mean, they're not going to be better than the Niners, but they could definitely make a case for a wild card push if they uh, can stay healthy. Um, Cardinals and Seahawks, two teams that are one is as bad as we thought they would be. And one is just, you know, in the middle. The Seahawks aren't terrible, but they're not great either. And sitting at three and two right now, Geno Smith has been the world beater, best quarterback in the NFL, and having that top 10 quarterback conversation like he was last year. But he still has some game, but he hasn't been, you know, stepping up in the pocket like he you would want for your quarterback to be, especially when you sign him to that extension. But um, the Seahawks should be able to bounce back here after losing to the Bengals, so they should get the win there. 
uh, Packers and Broncos from Denver, which just yikes. Uh, Green Bay should have this one in the bag. I feel for Denver in many different ways. You traded all those picks, and you still can't find yourself a quarterback, which is just, you know, yikes. Uh, Chargers versus Chiefs. Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes. That should be a fun quarterback matchup. Two top 10, two almost borderline top five QBs in the game going at it. Uh, these two division rivals, they split the matchup uh, back in 2022. Uh, excuse me, they uh, swept the matchup back in 2022 and split the matchup in 2021. Um, which leads us into Sunday Night Football. Truly, 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 truly one of the high, most anticipated games of the young season thus far as Tua, Tongue of Iloa, and the Miami Dolphins sitting at 5-1 and one, take on my Philadelphia Eagles coming up at 5-1 and one on Sunday Night Football. Eagles throwing, uh, giving a throwback feel to this game with the Kelly Green uniforms uh, being brought back for the first time since 2010. I am very excited to see not only the Kelly Green jerseys back and they better have the field to match. Um, not only that, but to see these two quarterbacks play each other at this particular point in their careers. Tua needs a statement win as a starter in the NFL. And I feel like he hasn't had that yet, especially upon this season. He has not had that game where against a great team to be able to say, oh, yeah, he's the top-tier quarterback in the NFL and, you know, could really put that stamp on and say, oh, yeah, he's top 10. He hasn't had that yet, and it's a good opportunity to do so here. Um, They're coming off of another blowout victory, this time against the Carolina Panthers. To the Eagles, um, an ugly loss to snap their their five-game win streak to start the year. Jalen Hurts played, he was off. I wouldn't say he was horrible because, you know, when you look at it, one touchdown and three interceptions, you're like, oh, it's horrible. But there is context in that. Uh, a couple of those uh, interceptions weren't really on him. Now, the third one absolutely was. His first two were coming off of the hands of his receivers, and, you know, no matter how bad a ball could be thrown, if it touches your hand, you got to catch it. So um, they must be able to play truly turn over free football because if you give Tua the ball and you give him time, Tua is going to make it happen. And especially with a high potent offense where you're getting a matchup with Tyreek Hill and the secondary that has been beat up for the Eagles all year long, it is paramount that they can be able to get off the field and force Tua into some bad throws, uh, which was the big reason why the Bills were able to hang the one loss on the Dolphins uh, record this year. And the fact that we're getting a matchup here between the two leading receivers in the NFL right now in terms of receiving yards in Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown. And the fact that Tyreek Hill sitting at 818 yards going into the Sunday night game, which is one, best in the NFL, and two, that 818 yards through six games. Six. Six games. I mean, I know that he made the notion that, oh, yeah, he wants to go for 2,000 and, uh, He's well on pace to do that. We could be in for a historic season where maybe, maybe we can get a receiver to win the MVP award. Just maybe. 
Um, coming up on Monday Night Football to wrap things up, we're getting a uh, excuse me a uh, AFC the NFC matchup between the Niners and Vikings on Monday Night Football. Uh, Vikings, this season couldn't have gone any worse for you all. Um, the Vikings haven't been anywhere near as good as we thought they would be. They're still going to be without Justin Jefferson, who's on IR. Um, Kirk Cousins has just been, he's been okay. When you look at his numbers at 14 touchdowns, four interceptions, um, he has, he hasn't been terrible. But, uh, you know, they're not winning. And that's not necessarily ideal. It doesn't matter really if you have the good stats, if you're winning or not. Uh, Niners, they're coming off with that ugly loss against the Browns. They're in their five-game losing streak to start the year. Um, but they should be fine as the long-term, there is no long-term ramification of injuries with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. So that is something to hang your hats on. Uh, going into this week, we're going to take a look at the division standing right now in every single conference. Um, in the AFC, we're going to go with the Miami Dolphins currently at 5-1. and one. Buffalo Bills 4-2, Jets at 3-3 after the win against the Eagles, and the New England Patriots sitting at 1-5. The North, AFC North belongs to Baltimore right now at 4-2. Pittsburgh is at 3-2. They had a bye week last week. Uh, Cleveland is 3-2, and and Cincinnati is 3-3. Jacksonville uh, in the AFC South is currently leading at 4-2. Colts at 3-3. The Texans at three and three, and the Titans at two and four. AFC West currently belongs to the defending world champion Chiefs at five and one. Raiders at three and three. The Chargers at two and three, and the Denver Broncos at one and five. Oh man, poor Broncos fans. Uh, Eagles five and one, best team in best record in the NFC East. Cowboys taking it four and two. Uh, they are heading into a bye week this week. They would love an opportunity to see the Eagles lose this coming game so that they can only sit one game behind, excuse me, half a game behind in the NFC East race. And they do face off in week nine. So you know that they are chomping at the bit. Um, Commander sitting at three and three. The Giants sitting at one and five, fourth place in the NFC East. North belongs to the Lions at five and one. Packers at two and three, coming off of their bye. Vikings are two and four. The Bears at one and five. The South belongs to currently the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons currently sitting at three and three. Saints sitting at three and three as well. And the Panthers. Still the NFL's only team to not secure a victory in 2023. The 49ers sit as the Kings of the NFC West at five and one Seahawks at three and two Rams at three and three and the Cardinals at one and five. Um, In other news in the world of professional sports, we are sitting um, currently getting ready for game three of Rangers versus Astros. Um, it has been surprisingly so far all Rangers. Rangers currently sitting up two games to none. Um, their pitching has been great. Hitting has been phenomenal for them this year. Um, and that has rolled over to them still, still hasn't taken a loss in these playoffs. Of course, swept 
their wild card matchup against the Rays. They swept their matchup against the Orioles, and now currently still um, reigns unbeaten, winning the first two games in Houston, and now with a chance to close the series, potentially at a sweep at home. So there is absolutely absolutely a great chance to to see the rangers back in the world series for the first time since 2011 um potentially we could see max scherzer make his postseason debut with the rangers uh, which i would be personally excited to see uh as one of the best uh pitchers in this uh this generation and over the last couple of decades and i think he's a hall of famer so hopefully we get a chance to see him in action coming up tonight. Uh, only game on the schedule, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Um, just like it, the Phillies are up two games to none. Um, Philly has outscored the Rangers so far in this series, 15-3. to uh, Diamondbacks were shut out last week, uh, excuse me, last night in uh, Philadelphia, the Phillies. I have to go on the road, see if they can win two games and get to the World Series in back-to-back seasons. And if I can have the floor for the moment, I, as a Philly fan and, you know, that comes with its many challenges and comes with its many, many setbacks, as many people don't realize, last year, 2022 going into 2023, was rough as a Philly fan. To see your Phillies make a magical run to the World Series last year, to get stymied and to get rejected at the altar was rough. Seeing the Eagles get to the Super Bowl last year and they get held at the altar, if you catch my drift, was rough. Seeing the Flyers miss the uh, miss the, hot, the NHL playoffs, you know that was rough. It was expected, but rough. But then the the Philadelphia 76ers continue to not get past the second round and continue to prove why they can't beat Boston. Lost to Boston again. So it's been rough, but I feel that the tides are turning. We are sitting here with Philadelphia well in control of the series. Well, well, just, just well in hand right now. Nola has been great. Wheeler has been great. And now you're sitting here with a potential to finish them off. Yes, it's going to be tough at Chase Field. As you know, those Diamondback fans are going to be just as loud as the fans of Philadelphia was. Uh, Ranger Suarez is expected to be the starter tomorrow for the Phils. Um, this has been a series that Philly has just dominated these first two games. I mean, hitting-wise, they've been hitting with the best, uh, best of the best. They've been the team that they have the, the team that we're seeing right now is nothing new. They are the team that will hit bombs. They, they led the majors in home runs this year in terms of home runs from August all the way until now. They are currently sitting here 
had a team this year with at least six players with at least 20 homers on the year. They are currently, right now, right now, they are just setting records all across the board. And it has to end with a title. And maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse, but I want Houston. It is... You know, it's not often that we can get a rematch of the World Series. And, you know, it's something to not take for granted. But if I want a title and I want it my way, I want to do it to the team that took that away from us. I want Houston. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting the Rangers for for, for being up two games to none. But I want Houston. I want, if we're going to take and we're going to win this world championship, I want it to be against Houston to get our revenge. If the Eagles are going to go back to the Super Bowl, and I pray that they do, they get back to the Super Bowl. I want it to be against Kansas City. I want us to get another chance at it. And maybe saying like, well, you guys do have Kansas City coming up in week 11. And yes, I think it's going to be great to see two great quarterbacks go at it. Yes, absolutely. However, it doesn't matter because it's shit and it's not February. They took a championship from us. A game that I guarantee you we would have won. But that's neither here or there. We want our revenge. Now, with the Philly, now with the Sixers, you know, go and beat Boston, probably not. Especially not with the rosters that they put together. But for the Sixers, I want our revenge. I want us to exercise those demons and being able to finally say we can beat Boston, but also make Philadelphia one of the best sports cities in the world riot in the streets joyously that is truly what I want will we get it I guess time will tell uh, probably by the time we get to this next week, we could have our World Series matchup and then I'll definitely give you guys a prediction with the rest of the guys this will conclude the extra ember I will say so long for now. This has been Chris Mercer. Bye, Felicia.